0: Welcome to the worst roller coaster podcast on the internet Now, let's join Ben and Zach as they tell you
1: why your favorite coaster sucks I'm Zach and I'm heading to the festival to cuss really and scratch my testicles something episode where Ben ran out
0: uh I don't know oh by the way sorry I can't hear you very
1: well oh alright yeah there we go there we go alright well I hope everyone can hear me alright now welcome back to your favorite coaster sucks we are a podcast where all the rides are made up and everything doesn't matter I don't know that's kind of what it feels like right now. That's kind of what life is at this point. Everything is made up and nothing really matters. Yeah, but that's okay because existence is a very strange plane to be floating on. I didn't take any shrooms before this episode. I'm just kind of thinking freely. Maybe I'll just resign myself to taking a hit real quick. I mean, it's so. What's
0: what's really crazy is that it's been sixty-five degrees and sunny,
1: so it doesn't even really feel like winter. It doesn't mean it means it doesn't really feel like a lot of I'm so jealous. I mean, it's pretty nice here, but it's not that nice.
0: Yeah, it's just uh, it's bad though because like that's really bad have s- fires are sick and be terrible next year the whole
1: like, west
0: well, is going
1: to dry out in like two years hey good time to buy a house there right yeah exactly at the yeah, end it's of another- it, you can have a shirt that'll be like my house was kindling in the great fire of 2027
0: yeah that's true I think I'm I'm protected under insurance. If not, I should probably do that.
1: Yeah, I would look into that. But, you know, um, your favorite insurer sucks. All that. So aside from buying a house, uh, what else has been keeping you busy, Ben? I know we had the Thanksgiving holiday. How was it? I mean, that's
0: been about it. I went home. And it was just a lot of, uh, you know, sitting, eating, talking, and then I came home and that's been it. Um,
1: isn't that really all Thanksgiving is sitting, eating, talking
0: that's pretty much all
1: holidays really.
0: Yeah. And it's like a three day holiday that, so it was fine. It was, it was good. Um, how
1: the hell do you pull three days for Thanksgiving in Wisconsin?
0: Well, it's not three days of Thanksgiving. It's just because because like a fly in, we generally will do things for a couple of days. So it's just like a full itinerary of seeing people. And
1: uh, I got you. Sorry, we weren't able stuff. to. Uh, yeah, sorry we weren't able to connect while you were in town. I know the timing ended up not working out.
0: Fortunately, that just seems like it always happens. Like it's just. I know
1: Biggie. I know you. You got a lot of people to see when you come to the area.
0: Yeah, it's like um, I've never, like I've yet to go to Wisconsin and do something I've wanted in a while. <laughs> it's just, it's like, it's like a chore, and no one visits me here. Now they, they better.
1: Yeah, right. Now you have a house, so they have no excuse to not. You know what you need to do? You need to host Thanksgiving. See if everyone will show up.
0: <laughs> yeah, I could do that. I was thinking of having my parents come down for Christmas. Plus, that way I can get some, uh, you know, some free labor from them. Totally. I'll take care of
1: some stuff. Just, hey, mom, dad, also, I need some Christmas gifts because, you know, your boy just bought a house. Yeah. Yeah, some some towels and some dishes all that shit's good uh
0: well the other fun thing is that so my sister had a wedding and obviously parents help with the cost of a wedding but as me who's not going to get well i would get married but i'm not having a wedding i want to like you know got to even out the sibling uh The sibling, what I don't know what you call that, currency from your parents.
1: I understand. I understand, especially in terms of weddings. Like, yeah, my sister had like a big fairy tale wedding. My one sister, my other sister, got married at a courthouse. So I feel like my wedding was pretty much right in between. Yeah, pretty much. And so that's 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 the right amount, you know.
0: Your uh, your family got a Zoom link.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's fine. Uh, uh, Yo, (laughs) I had you and John there. And I think for as long as I've known you guys, you're practically family. Yeah. So, you know, but yeah, no, I I get it. You got to balance the sibling stuff because the other other thing I totally understand about that is like, um, you know, both my siblings have kids. And, uh, my wife and I don't, so, you know, that tends to be not only a thing where parents have to be financially involved, but also like involved, you know, the saying it takes a village.
0: Yeah. Right. Oh, by the way, sorry. Again, your voice is kind of quiet. It's, I think it's like, it's, so, it's just a lot softer than mine. on the, uh,
1: it Let me uh, make some mic adjustments perhaps.
0: Bump
2: it up, blast your voice.
1: Is this any better?
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's there we go.
1: righty. cool. So, um, anyway, uh, glad to hear you had a good Thanksgiving holiday there.
0: Yeah, what'd you guys do?
1: Uh, stayed local. So, interestingly, we had um come back from Orlando, and we'll loop back around to that because I got a lot to go over. But we got back from our trip um, like the day before Thanksgiving, basically. And so we uh, we were local, went to my sister's place, and we, we uh, made our dishes right when we got home from the long trip. We stopped at the grocery store, got our stuff, came home, made our food, went to sleep, and then <laughs> went to go celebrate Thanksgiving the next day. But I am happy to report, you know, I, may, I make um, vegan mashed potatoes every year. Aren't
2: and they already uh, vegan?
1: That's what I like to say, right? They should be. But a lot of people seem to have this idea that they need to use real butter and milk.
0: I mean, yeah, I suppose. that's That's what I do.
1: So here's the thing, right? You use a vegan butter and then... You just skip milk altogether.
0: What about breast milk?
1: That could work. Uh, that it's not be- vegan. Well, it's only if it's mother's milk. Not anybody else's would not be vegan. You
0: mean you don't want to see a bunch of, like, Portland roller derby, like, lesbian types on a breast pump machine pumping out vegan butter? Ugh.
1: Oh, <laughs> please don't nauseate me. So, have you done any uh, theme park stuff recently?
0: Hell no, <laughs> no. Unfortunately, not. I've even gone. Uh, I've gone skiing like once. Even that, like.
1: So you're not even uh, getting your adrenaline fix right now?
0: No, not really. The um uh, the closest I got was I uh brought a friend over and so we smoked a joint in the backyard, the first one. Um but then of course like we were just like looking at all the shit in the house and just I was just making a list of everything that doesn't work, everything that's broken. So that was a little stressful. But uh Yeah, it was fun. That's about it.
1: For sure. Well um I have a backlog of a fucking trip report to get to.
0: Yeah. You're going to have the spill.
1: So I will go and recount from the best of my memory and the notes that I did manage to take the entirety of the trip that was Orlando this year. So, um, we started out, I'm trying to even remember cause it was a whirlwind of a trip. So let me get my notes open so I can even know where to start at here. Okay. So we um, we drove in on the 15th, you know, that Monday, and got to Orlando on the Tuesday because we stopped at Atlanta to break up the drive, which is a good idea. So Tuesday we come into, our, into town, and we stay at a... Sapphire Falls, which is on property at Universal. Awesome hotel. Highly recommend it. They have um, a water taxi service that takes you directly to City Walk. And because of that, when you go to the water taxi, you get to go through security there instead of up near the parks. So you, you skip a huge security line which is a big advantage.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: And you can also walk to the parks from there, which is great. So, um, hotel had a big, beautiful looking pool, never had a chance to swim in it. We had a jam packed trip. So, um, we got in and the first night I had some medical supplies that had some irregularities in their shipment to my apartment. So I had to have them shipped to our buddy Scott Cause he lives down there and he said, no problem. You know, so I go over to pick him up and he says, Hey, uh, I'm hanging with Jerry, you know, from Coaster Force and we're about to watch the RMC documentary. Do you want to come watch? And I said, hell yeah. So, um, I got to check out the RMC documentary and I'll tell you what, pretty good. Pretty good.
0: I yeah, I mean, it. just just looking at it, you can tell it was well put together. I mean, obviously the backstory, you know, whatever. But the yeah, I objective documentary did
1: pull off well. It's produced well. The camera work obviously is flawless. Fucking fantastic. The the action shots of all the roller coasters are amazing. Of course, my main criticism. Of the film is that they really, if you know anything about RMC, you know there's really no way to tell the story of RMC without telling the story of Fred Grubb. But they get into the story of Fred Grubb, and then kind of pivot away to to focus more on the company. But when you start hearing the details about Fred Grubb's life, it becomes apparent that his story. Is actually way more interesting than the story of his company.
0: I could see that. Yeah.
1: So, my main criticism is that I think, and this might just be the fact that, you know, the production team is not um, super experienced with documentary filmmaking. You know, I feel like if you're a documentarian, if you set out with a specific goal, you have to be open to going where the story takes you. You know what I'm saying? Like you've heard stories about documenter documentaries where they're like, well, we went in to do this story and then this thing happened and we realized that, well, now that's the story we're telling, you know? So I feel like they could have focused more on Fred grub instead of pivoting. But also, um, you know, I thought it was really great and, and everyone should check it out. Like if you, if you like roller coasters, it's worth, it's worth the watch for sure. So, um, then <clears throat> Wednesday got to go check out IAPA for the first time. It was awesome. You get in there, it's overwhelming. It's so big because it's an entire Um, conference not a conference center like a convention center but it takes up two whole sides yeah sure and it's all like just split up by you walk in one side it's all rides and then this other area is all food vendors and this other area is like all animatronics and costumes and this other area is all arcade games and there's another one for inflatables and just everything you know it's it's huge and it's overwhelming, man. And I will say there's definitely a lot of people who weren't even like, who didn't even look like they were trying to f- look like
2: they were fitting
1: in. You know what I mean?
2: Like, uh, yeah.
1: Like um, shorts and flip flops and camera bag. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Like, it's a trade show. You know, your boy shows up, I'm wearing a polo, and I got my hair in a ponytail. You know, I don't want to look like some enthusiast douchebag, you know? I figured it's best strategy just to look like you blend in. Like, if nobody even notices you, that's perfect. Because it is a business show, you know what I mean? The,
0: The furry show up?
1: So I went to this attraction there called um, the Vortex Dream Tunnel, and it was so fucking cool, dude. It's basically a demonstration of this technology they're making for, like, water slides where it's, like, lights and projections and sound is added to, like, a water slide or a walkthrough. Yeah, right. And, like, so they had us just standing there and, like, basically like a 20-foot-wide section of tunnel that was completely blacked out. And it was, like, 20 feet long, but they only had 10 feet available, because there was a water screen right in the middle. And so they had, like, a bunch of different demos, like the ocean and space, and they were so cool, dude. Like, on one of them, it felt like the whole thing, you were actually moving, but it never moved at all, you know? So I'm saying... Any water park should buy that shit. That's all I'm saying.
0: I think I saw the promo of that where. So, is the drain tunnel the thing where it basically drops out? Kind of. Like it looks like you're going straight and then it suddenly. Like the slide bottoms out?
1: No, it's basically like an effects package for a water slide or a walkthrough. It was in the water park area. But it's not like, I think it's more for like a lazy river, not for like intense water slides, although it might work for that. Oh, okay. So it didn't, the demo didn't have any like super drops or anything. It was just mainly like, it seemed like it could work on any kind of like trough style water slide where it's fully enclosed. There was another attraction on the show floor called The Haunting of Olivia by Steamroller Technologies. Who um, is the company? Well, I don't want to say it. They they were pretty tight lipped about what stuff they've done. So, uh, one of the representatives did tell me, but I'm not going to disclose here. But I will say, suffice it to say, um, think of one of the biggest parks in the world, uh, park chains in the world. Okay. And they did AR technology for them. And
0: AR as in, in what? Like, augment, um, augmented, augmented reality.
1: reality. Yeah. Okay. So what they did is they have this attraction set up that's basically uh, there to demonstrate like how what they do. And it's like this room. You walk in, it's like an old-style living room. And there's these couches. And you sit down on the couch and you put a seatbelt on. And then um, they give you like this little gun shaped device that has a screen on the back, but you don't shoot with it. And they're like, okay, enjoy. And then you put the screen up and this ghost appears in the screen and then she'll like pull a book off the bookshelf on the screen, you know, and then the book comes off the bookshelf for real and like falls on the floor or she like spins the globe and the globe spins, you know, yeah. it was fucking really cool. So, uh, I wanted to mention that cause that was very, very cool. Um, so then Wednesday night, GCI, great coasters. They host, um, a party for IAPA attendees over at fun spot with white lightning. And I got to attend that and it's it was great. Um saw some familiar faces. Uh big shout out to Drew the intern and uh the legend Pat from In the Loop. We were talking to them for a while. And ran into Michael Muldoon, of course. And um Trying to remember who else. Gabe. Uh, Gabe Mazurik. Um, Saw them all there. That was cool. So shouts to all those guys. Then we went over to CityWalk. Checked out Bob Marley's Tribute to Freedom. Cool bar. Would highly recommend it. They had live reggae music. Fucking awesome. So if you're at Universal, check that place out after park closing. Live reggae music was lit, uh, and the drinks were pretty good too, but but a little pricey. But obviously, it's City Walk, so you know. But great music. Then on um, shit, what's it called? Thursday, we uh, headed back to Iapa. It's cool. Afterwards, we met up with friend of the show, Danon, who uh, we went to Epcot with, which was super cool. Um, we got to do a little bit of eating and drinking around the world. It's the food and wine festival. Um, shouts to Epcot for throwing up a fucking beyond booth that all had like beyond foods in it. And also while I'm mentioning that, do look closely on the Christmas Day Disney Park special. You may there's, there's a high likelihood that you may see Rianne, Dana and myself in the background of the decapella scene where they're at that booth.
0: What were you, what were you guys doing? You do
1: well, so we went to go get the food, and we go in line, and then we realize like there's a whole production team, like at the booth. And like somebody's filming and somebody's filming on a phone and all sorts of stuff. And then we're like queued up behind them and we realize like, oh boy, that's, uh, this is like a thing they're doing. So like, I guess their production just like forgot to close off the line or whatever, you know? So, yeah. So we're just kind of like embarrassed in the background, but you know, is what it is. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, and we got a ride on Ratatouille, which was very fun. I'll be honest. It was a very fun ride. It was more fun than I was expecting.
0: Well, is it? What kind of ride is it?
1: It's a trackless dark ride. Um, but for being a trackless dark ride, there is a fair amount of reliance on screens. But it's not it's actually not too much. They're used in an all right way. There's, there is some good practical effects built in and the narrative of the ride is pretty good. Even if you haven't seen the movie, it'll make sense. Even if you haven't seen the movie. So I'd say it's a fun ride, but it's certainly not worth like planning a whole Disney vacation over, you know, wait until guardians of the galaxy opens over in future world or world discovery. Um, but it was fun. It was a good time. Glad to see them. I met uh, Logan, friend of the show, one train ops. We met him briefly over at Epcot. I had actually not met him in person before. So just by happenstance, he was in the park and we ran into him.
0: Oh, nice. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we also rode the grand fiesta boat ride a uh, boat tour in the Mexico pavilion. I had never been on that before. I really enjoyed it.
0: What does that ride all do?
1: Um, It's, it's a, you know, it's a little boat ride where you get some animatronics, a few, and some videos that go a little bit into the history of Mexico. You know, think like somebody got high and like, somebody took shrooms and went to like Mexican history class. It's pretty much that, you know,
0: sounds about right. All right.
1: So it's, it's fun though. It's cool. And it's the three caballeros. Animatronics are pretty cool. So yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, then Friday went back to IAPA again, and this one was media day. So it was the only day that, you know, vloggers and stuff were actually allowed in and all that. Which is pretty funny. We saw a couple. We, um... I rode the SBF Visa figure-eight coaster. I did not ride the hamster wheel car. Oh, damn. I, okay, so first of all, there was always a long line for it. And it's not that I really mind. It also just looked extremely uncomfortable in every way. Like, basically, it seems like, you know, you can you can kind of visualize it through a video, but when you see it in person, you can just see that, like, it's all gimmick, no redemption. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I mean, it looks like a good way to simulate a car accident
1: yeah that's what i'm thinking like the kind where you like get wrapped around a tree and the body flies like that (laughs) so you know i'm good because you know what same credit regardless if you sit in the little spinning seat or the fucking hamster wheel
0: i don't know about that i think it might be too because it's a different experience
1: you plus, shut your fucking whore mouth.
0: <laughs> plus, like if they install those outside? That's another credit. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Hey, you know what? I just realized like there should be somebody out there because the people who count the relocations as as new credits, why? What's stopping someone from just following a uh, like a like a dragon wagon to different states? And just getting like right. all the credits,
1: I got I got three hundred new credits this year. Holy shit, dude! What'd you do? Oh, I went on a carnival tour. <laughs> oh, you mean you hit a bunch of carnivals? Yeah, and also I followed a carnival around.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can make like a tour shirt, Go Gator 2022 tour world tour,
1: Bowville, Iowa, Bowel School, Kentucky. Shitstain, Indiana.
0: As far as it's not a real city.
1: That sounds like the tour schedule of like a D-level country musician. Oh.
0: Or, uh, yeah, or like uh, some kind of tour that has the word rebel
1: in it. <laughs> or America. Yeah. The Rebel of America tour. <laughs> The Make America Rebel Again Tour. (laughs) God, I think this is like the name of the Aaron Lewis Tour. We better stop. We're just giving him stuff. So, uh, Friday night, we checked out the first night of the Orlando Informer event over at Universal. And I got to tell you, this event is fucking dope. So worth the money. You can go in two hours before park close, right? And they give you a gift certificate. That's good for food anywhere in city walk or in the parks. And it works for alcohol too. So you can go anywhere in the first two hours and get yourself dinner. And then the park closes, right? And they sweep for all the regular day guests. And so if you have a wristband on, you can start riding everything and everything except for Hagrid's was posted at a five to 15 minute wait, which pretty much on every attraction there is a walk on. Mm-hmm. It's just that it literally takes you five to 15 minutes to walk through the entire queue. Yeah. but. So everything but Haggards. I'm talking even Velocicoaster. It was walk pretty much right on.
2: What, uh, what did you
1: guys all get on? So we did Men in Black. I sucked. I don't know how I did so bad. But uh, my brother-in-law kicked ass. And my wife beat me and I lost so bad. I don't know how I lost so bad. I got like 50,000. My brother in law got like fucking 330,000. My wife got like 140,000. So I got my ass whooped. And then uh, we did Gringotts. No, no, we did the um, Hogwarts Express and we jumped over to the other park. And we got on Hagrid's which is so dope. I love Hagrid's dude. Hagrid's is such a good ride. Now here's the deal. I got to be honest about this. You know what? I'll get into this in a little bit. I love Hagrid's. It was awesome to ride it. Then we kind of walked around and got over to Velocicoaster. Now, before I get into the actual ride, I got to start with my little gripe with universal. So, Velocicoasters got these metal detectors and lockers. So, like, basically, right before you go up to the station, you get a locker, and, like, you come back down the same path that you go up, so you end up accessing the locker from the other side, because it's a two-way locker. So they make you dump everything before there, and they put you through a metal detector. You know, well, I wear an insulin pump now. And this is a big fucking problem for some reason with them. I can't just go through. They got to like have a supervisor come down and walk me up to the station. And then they call another supervisor. And then they got to call another supervisor to finally say like, they ask me like, okay, you can like verbally confirm that it's, it's okay. And like, uh, sure, maybe it's for insurance or something, but there's gotta be a simpler way than holding my ride for 10 minutes just to make me say, I promise it'll be fine. Yeah. Right. And then the part that really gets me is that we came back and rode again, like an hour later and the same shit happened. It was the same people working. One of them remembered me. And I had to go through the same fucking process again. Like I get it ma- once, right? You do it the one time, but if it's the same people working, come on for fuck's sake. Was so it that was a,
0: my, yeah. Wonder, it just seems like it's like a weird insurance thing. Cause what, wasn't there something similar? Uh, what was that? Great white at Bush Garden or Bush, uh, sea
1: yeah, I had my bag with me and they wanted to stress me out about that. And I, but there, see, the difference is there, you go to guest relations and remember they gave me that like pass where as soon as I showed them it, they all calmed down. Yeah. Whereas here, like, there was no option to go to guest relations because it's literally only on that ride. I mean, I guess maybe on the Hulk and Rip Ride Rocket, but we didn't ride either of those on this trip. So, it was only on that ride that there was an issue. And yeah, I don't know. It's, a, it's a, in the grand scheme, obviously, it's a minor gripe. But obviously, when it's my experience, it's a pain in the ass, you know? Right. Now, putting that aside, we got two rides on VelociCoaster, only managed two because of that whole pain in the ass thing and this other thing that, sure, I'll just say it right from the get go. There is a very, very, very strict cutoff time for all the roller coasters of midnight. So what they do is they stop allowing entry into the line at whatever time at midnight minus whatever time the, the current weight is. The current posted weight. So like in the case of Velocicoaster, it was a 10-minute posted wait. so it's a hard cutoff on admission at 1150. Okay. The event the, on Saturday went till 130 in the morning and we didn't really realize that they stopped the rides like that, you know. So that's just kind of something to be mindful of. We, we ended up missing out on another ride because of our stupidity and not realizing, but you know, it's my fault, but it's, it's good to be aware of. They don't really make a huge deal about it. When you go in, they don't have it really posted anywhere. It's kind of in the fine print, you know? So it's something to be mindful of. still a great event. They, they are fantastic and they run a great event. Now, Velocicoaster, it's really fucking dope. Um, the seats are pitched in such a way that your feet don't touch the floor. And it's got those Intamin lap bars on there, which, you know, basically feels like you've got one little thing and then the whole rest of your body is just free. So the first launch, not super intense. Like the first parts kind of more like Hagrid's like the whole first half. It's uh slower and not as exciting. There's the one moment with the uh the statue of the raptor, but the theming's cool and there's a lot of interplay with like low to the ground stuff. And then you hit the second launch and that shit kicks, man. Right? And you go over the top hat and that shit's nothing but airtime. Front seat and back seat. Obviously, it's different when it kicks in, but it's like the whole way over, mm-hmm. and then that whole s- fucking crazy ass section. It does the stall, and then like this, like swooping turn, and then it does one of those sideways bunny hill things.
2: Yeah, right. Uh, kind of a wave turn, but
1: yeah, there's they have a there's one of them on Steel Vengeance. It's that, but it's got good airtime. And, like, airtime, I'm talking, like, because of the way those restraints are, like, it's, an, it's like, alarming airtime at points, you know? And then you whip around in the water again, and it plays with the bridge that's there. It's cool. And then it hits that fucking barrel roll. And Jesus, God Almighty, that barrel roll is in fucking insane. Yeah,
2: it looks like, like it kind of has airtime in it.
1: It's like it's better than the Max Force one cuz it's like it feels like maybe you're going faster but it also kind of feels more sustained in a way.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: Like when you see it coming up and you like can feel how fast you're going and you're like, "Oh fuck." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's literally one of those moments where all you can think just cuz you could register like it's it's just like shit, and then you hit it, and it's, it's fucking intense, man. And then, of course, ride pulls into the brakes. Now, uh, both rides we got, full night, pitch black, all the lights on the train were on and working, super cool, audio on board, super cool. First one was actually during rain.
2: Ow. Okay, nice. Yeah.
1: You know, rain rides, especially on launch coasters. So here's the real deal, right? As badass as Velocicoaster is, I really loved it. I think it's a great ride. I prefer Hagrids.
0: I mean, what's the? I mean, Hagrids just seems more like uh, I don't know, more theming immersive. Velocicoaster's is more roller coaster
1: oriented. Seems yeah,
0: pretty, without riding either.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, you're right about that. But also, I mean, I think there's more going on with Hagrid's, too, in terms of just a full ride experience. But this is not taking away anything from Velocicoaster because it's a really fucking great coaster. Um, Universal killed it. Um, Keith, especially, fucking killed it. It's great. So yeah, um, you know, ate some food, because that's a big part of the event, is that food is included and most of the food ki uh stands and kiosks and restaurants are open, except for like the full table service ones. Nothing with a waiter, but <clears throat> all the other restaurant locations are pretty much open and you can just get whatever you want.
0: Sure. What about, I mean, how many, what's the voucher like? Like, what does it include? What do you mean? I mean, like, is it just a one-time use where you get, like, one thing or?
1: No, no, the whole event. So, after an hour after park closing, once they've done, like, the sweep of the day guests, all the food booths are still open and stuff. But then, if you've got the wristband, you can get on the rides and you just walk up to any food stand at either of the parks, and that's the other thing, is they've got the um, a walkway in between the parks open in back, not in the back of the park, but, like, in the parks.
2: Oh, gotcha. Okay.
1: You don't have to go out through City CityWalk. Um, but you can go to any of the food locations in either park, and you just walk up like, hey, can I get this burger? Can I get a pretzel? And they go, here you go. Gotcha. And they like ring it up on the register and it rings in like the whole running total for the night, which is crazy. So you'd be like, Can I get, can I get like eight pretzels? And then they'll hand you eight pretzels. And then you'll see the running total for the night goes from like $1,300 to like 1381 or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So it's dope. All the rides are open. You pretty much walk right on everything except for Hagrid's. Cause that's one thing about this event it seemed to be a super Harry Pottery event, which is cool. You know me, I'm a big Potter fan, and that's part of the thing with Hagrid's too. I can't really separate the fact that I'm a Potter fan from it. But um that seemed to be really where the concentration of the crowd for the whole event was was in the two Harry Potter areas and Hagrid's specifically. So pretty much every other ride, even Gringotts, walk right on. Um so Saturday morning we went over to both Fun Spot parks. Took Jamin because he wanted to go, and I ended up getting the Miler credit at the one in um, Kissimmee.
0: The oh, that's right. Well, that, where did that one come from?
1: Oh, I don't remember. Let me look it up.
0: Like that one was relocated, right?
1: Yeah. Well, I don't think any Milers are still at their original location. Let's see, Fun Spot, Kissimmee, Hurricane, Celebration City, Wild Adventures, Fun Spot, Atlanta. Oh, shit, that means it's not even a fucking credit. God damn it. I was all stoked thinking I got the credit. It came from Fun Spot, Atlanta. I wrote it there.
2: Fun Spot, Atlanta. I didn't even know they had one.
1: Oh, never mind. It was only in storage there. They had a different one. Yeah, that's right. They they have an, a, a miler there, a full size. But they never built this one there. It was just in storage there. So I guess I didn't get this credit there, and it was a new credit. Congratulations to me. So um, we did that, and then we went over... City walk for a bit, and then we went to the event at night. Same deal. Rode some rides, had some food. Um, got on the Tyranodon Flyers at Islands of Adventure, which was super cool. That um, is
0: the key coaster?
1: Yeah, but it's the one that's like, it's a suspended coaster. And it basically just does a, a lap around the entire Jurassic Park area. It's really cool, especially we wrote it, you know, it's nighttime. So it was like pitch black because that whole area is all just trees and stuff. Yeah, right. And you're just kind of like floating around. And it's so cool. <clears throat> and, you know, they're pretty strict about being able to ride it usually. Um, But due to the event, we were able to get ourselves on, which is really cool. Again, shout's to the team at Orlando Informer the 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 whole team there is super helpful um i i can't recommend the event enough it's it's a great time it's unless you live in Orlando if you're a local probably not worth your money but if you're the type of person that likes to go to Orlando either you want to do the once in a lifetime trip and get best bang for your buck or you know you're a semi frequent visitor this is absolutely a worthwhile event and they run it for three weekends during the winter event. So I'd say definitely check it out. <clears throat> um so Sunday we headed out to Tampa and we did Bush Gardens. We met up with Michael Lindune. It was really cool of him to meet us up. Um so shouts to him for coming and being a tour guide for us. <laughs> not while he was getting paid. Um we had a good time. Got on Kumba and Montu and Cheetah Chase was down. Got on Shikra, which is awesome. Love Shikra. And did Tigress. And I do I did enjoy the Skyrocket too. That was the first time I've ever been on any of those. I enjoyed it, but I thought it was really short.
0: Yeah, I mean, they uh It's kind of like, I don't know, almost like a flower.
1: Yeah, like it makes sense and it does give you a good amount of thrill for what it is, but it is incredibly short. It doesn't really make sense for a big park like that, but it was good to be at the park. Um, We saw some animals, uh, elephants, and uh, I can't remember what else. Thought we saw a couple things, but maybe I'm wrong. Then uh, we fucking bounced on over to Disney Springs, where we were planning on getting some dinner. And we uh, once again got a cool chance to connect with a friend of the show, Scott. And um, we got to take an amphibicar ride at Disney Str- Springs with Scott driving. Which was awesome. So, you have any was- idea what I'm talking about? No, I don't. So, this eccentric weirdo in the like 60s or 50s invented these cars that are cars and boats all in one. So, it drives on the road, but it also will drive in the water.
0: So, what's the. Yeah, I think I've definitely seen those But we're uh, what do, you, do you guys like rent it or something?
1: So here's what it is Disney owns The biggest collection Private collection of them And They have it so you can You know They have a driver obviously Go take a tour and they take you around The full body of water at Disney Springs And it lasts about 20 minutes and so we took the tour and it was awesome.
0: Did it, uh so it did not sing?
1: No, no, it's really fun. And, and um, Scott's a great tour guide. So if you're down at Disney Springs, definitely take the Amphibicar and request Scott. It was a very cool experience. And then we ate dinner at the boathouse, which is right next to the launch dock for the Amphibicars. Um, Good, good stuff there. And, um, I found out that you can actually, you know, place an order for a more specific meal, such as, like, you know, I needed my stuff vegan. So, hey, I needed, like, pasta with red sauce instead of the white sauce and stuff. You know, they can, they can accommodate, which is very cool. So I recommend that place as well. And then finally, Monday, final day of our trip before we drove home, we went to Discovery Cove. Which I, I don't know what you know about this place other than that one Rob Alvey video.
0: I mean, I'm assuming it's it's like uh it's like an aquarium, SeaWorld, snorkel type of thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, kind of. It's 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 a it's a all-inclusive resort a one-day all-inclusive resort and it's like kind of yeah like part aquarium part water park type of thing yeah. no slides or anything Um and they have some animals you can swim so we first of all I'd never tried snorkeling before and turns out I'm not really big on having my nose covered, so, was, so I had to.
0: Yeah, I could see that. Like, just
1: yeah, I had to go water. trade it in my the mask for like a regular pair of just like goggles, you know. And then I did a little better with the snorkeling. Um, it's very cool. They have like big stingrays swimming around and a bunch of fish and stuff. Um, it's a it's a whole saltwater section there. And then, so you get there in the morning, early in the morning, and they have breakfast ready to go. And then, because it's all inclusive, you know. So we swam in this uh, the salt water, did the snorkeling for a bit. And then we had um, a scheduled time. We were supposed to swim with the dolphins. Uh, we had to reschedule it for slightly later. It was fine. So we went and checked out the freshwater area. And that was super cool. They have some otters and marmosets. And it's basically like a big lazy river type of thing. You can like float and swim around in. And they've got like beer and wine. So you can bring your drinks in and just kind of float around with them. Which is super cool. Then we all had some lunch. Um, Same deal there, which is cool. Uh, If you ask one of the kitchen... The chefs to prepare you a vegan meal, they will go down the whole, uh, you know, buffet line and make you a plate like a garbage plate of everything that's vegan on the menu, which is awesome. So I did that. And then we had our our dolphin time. So we got in the water. It's the the very center and it's all the saltwater, you know, beach simulated beach, I guess. And then they brought over the dolphin, and her name is Maria. And she like she definitely seemed to like people. It was super cute and super cool. And first she comes up and does some poses, and then they have everybody in a line, and she swims by, and you can like pet her when she swims by, and then um, you can go. Take pictures with her um, and she poses. They call you up one group at a time. And then they're like, Now Maria's going to give you a ride. And you like grab onto her f- fins and she like swims you across the pool. It's crazy, dude.
0: Remember that one video where it was like Rob. And all them hanging on one dolphin, it looks like they're drowning the dolphin.
1: Yeah, dude. <laughs> That's how I felt, man. I was uh I was scared. I was like, I don't wanna hurt the poor thing. But um no, she was cool. She was like kicking my leg when um when she was swimming with me, and I felt her like big flipper going. Um, it was super cool. So then we, uh, we were done with, they, they do make it pretty quick. Um, but well worth the add on price. Then they, uh, you know, we, uh, had some snacks another drink went in the freshwater area. We watched the otters, watched the marmosets. I bashed the shit out of my knee. Cause there's like these. It's not, like, even ground in the pool. They have, like, fake rock formations. Yeah, right. So if you're kind of just wading around like me and drinking beers, and, like, I saw a floaty, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go grab that floaty. And I'm like, bam. <laughs> and uh, long story short, I'm still wearing a band uh, But, you know, the good thing is they do have the salt water right over there. So you go swimming there, you know. Yeah, I mean that cleans cuts. That's what I'm saying. So I felt better about that, you know. It, unfortunately, the one downside is they do close at like five o'clock. So it's you're done for the day, you know. So then uh that was that was it. Or no, that was the night we went to Disney Springs. Sunday we just stayed at uh City Walk. But yeah, then we went to Disney Springs, that whole deal. So that was the trip, man. Great time. <coughs>
0: It sounds good. It's pretty much sounds like you did everything within uh you know, within your time there.
1: Yeah, I mean, um I'd definitely do it again. I think it's it's on the table. I might you know, adjust it, probably not quite as many days as I at Iappa, but maybe depends. And I'd uh definitely want to hit SeaWorld next time. Cuz Icebreaker should be open next time.
0: Oh that's right. I keep forgetting that ride was like uh um, like that was already that was one of the new rides that hasn't opened yeah, yet.
1: Yeah, no. So uh next next round we should have three new coasters there. We'll have Guardians of the Galaxy Ga- Cosmic Rewind at Epcot. We will have Iron Gwazi at Busch Gardens, Tampa, and we'll have Icebreaker at SeaWorld. So, you know, maybe think about that if 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 it's in the works possibly for next year, then that's something to think about.
0: Yeah, I mean it's uh Yeah, at this point. Also, my sister's down there. I gotta go go down there and visit.
1: Well, if she likes parks at all, then I'm telling you that Orlando Informer event totally worth the money.
0: Well, all I heard was basically She went on Hulk and then got a headache.
1: Well, here's the thing is that the selling point for that one is also the free food. Well, not free, but included, you know?
2: Yeah, right.
1: Because they have pretty much the whole park available, food, rides, and some shows, you know? Um, Speaking of events, I did get some interesting news, and I'm not sure if you saw this but uh, there was an announcement from Hollywood Nights, or from Holiday World, regarding Hollywood Nights. Oh,
0: that's right about the uh, the application.
1: Yeah, so it sounds like, A, they listened, and B, if you were one of those people complaining about Voyage being closed on Friday night this year, you're probably not going to be asked to come back.
0: Or maybe... If you participated in the Dianetics theme park challenge.
1: Whoa, hey, whoa, 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 hey. That remains to be seen. No, um, yeah, I hope that your favorite coaster sucks hasn't been blacklisted. We had a great time. It was a good event. I'm, I'm pretty sure that after that event, we went, we came on the show for like three episodes straight, and we're just going on about it.
0: Yeah, that's why, I mean, it was, no, it was a good time. I mean, that's why I definitely want to go back. It's just, I could definitely do that every year.
1: I'm okay with that. Yeah, I like that event. So, um, you know, enthusiasts, you might want to get your (laughs) coaster resumes in order so you can apply for Hollywood Nights
0: that does seem really interesting that you have to apply for it. Like, is it, I wonder what they're trying to do with that because why don't they just cap it at a number? Cause now they're being all selective. It's kind of weird.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe we won't be, maybe we won't get the, make the cut, you know?
0: Yeah. That's so weird.
1: I'm curious. I feel like there's part, there's part of me that's like, they don't know who we are. And there's part of me that's like, "Mm, they might be listening right now.
0: (laughs) To be fair, I have never broken a rule inside a holiday world.
1: Neither have I. That's uh, not my prerogative. And I'll, I'll reiterate it because we haven't said it in a while, but uh, for those of you listening, do not ever, ever, ever interfere with the safety mechanisms on rides.
0: Yeah, don't do it. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, you'll be be made fun of probably in your death.
1: Yeah, otherwise, we'll be assholes about it and make fun of you.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, see how everything becomes a joke, it's like, it'll just be a joke.
1: Right? The world is just a m- continuous meme off. But yeah, that was... uh. That was the trip, and that was the news I heard. <laughs> of course, there's some other coaster news. We all know we heard about it. Gerslar is building uh, one of those like different infinity coasters, new ones at Coda Land.
0: Oh, yeah. So uh, those infinity coasters look pretty cool. And I actually wonder if they'll be the first, if infinity coasters will be the first way to hit 500 feet.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's possible.
0: Because you could do sort of like a... I mean, you could do like multiple launches that keep going up and then just break it on the way... Like trim brakes on the way down.
1: I also feel like that kind of model would work well for something like the Polar Coaster. Yeah, right. But yeah, man. Um, let's see. Also... Oh, of course... Um, Fun Spot Atlanta and RMC announced Air Force One. Yeah, I
0: don't get the name part of that. What is that supposed to be?
1: Uh, Air. You know what? I think we should just call it like Artie Force One, like Artie Lang. Because that's kind of what the name reminds me of. Artie Force One.
0: That's the thing. It's like if... The if it's a reference to the Air Force, it almost seems weird that they would misspell it, unless there's some weird meaning behind it. I don't know.
1: Insert me fail English. That's impossible. Exactly. Yeah. No. I don't. I don't know what the deal with that is. Or it's like, oh, we can't use the actual name of the
0: Air Force, so we'll just change the spelling a little bit.
1: Yeah, we don't want to get sued. <laughs> that ride actually does look pretty good, though. You know, I know our, one of our trademarks is that we don't really get too hyped on RMCs. RMCs are good rides. We don't want to... I'm not saying they're not good. I just yeah. think they tend to get a bit overhyped. So I know you and I tend to try to reel that in. So with that in mind, I will say RD Force 1 looks pretty fucking good.
0: See, I actually think that their smaller models are better.
1: Uh, I agree, man. My fucking favorite one is Twisted Cyclone.
0: See, I have to. So, I don't. Everyone says that. I wish I had a good ride. Oh, Twisted Cyclone. Wait. Georgia. Oh, okay, okay.
1: Yeah, I could
0: see that. I haven't. Uh, well, like, Storm Runner at Kentucky Kingdom, I think, might be one of my favorites.
1: I got to ride that. That's that's one of the ones storm, I really want to ride. Storm
0: Chaser. storm is it, is it Storm Chaser?
1: Storm, Yeah, Storm Chaser. That sounds right. I really want to ride that one and um, Twisted Timbers. Those yeah. are the two I think like look like they really appeal to me. And, of course, Artie Force One also looks really good.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, like, Twisted Cyclone or Twisted... Twisted Colossus and Steel Vengeance are the ones that are always hyped in people's number ones, and I just I don't know. I think those are my two least favorite. Maybe not, maybe maybe not Steel Vengeance as my least favorite. I don't know. I don't fucking
1: know. Well here, let's let's just for for fun right now, let's rank the RMCs we've been on. Now <clears throat> just for ease of of ranking we can leave the Raptors out of it.
0: Yeah. Cause those Cause are,
1: are kind of hard to place amongst the other ones. But here I'm getting a notepad. Let me think about this. Um, I think that's all the RMCs I've been on. I'm trying to think about it. Um, well, um,
0: I don't know for me, there's like top half and bottom half for me. My favorites are the small ones and my least favorite, like, like okay, if I could pick out probably my least favorite, it's Twisted Colossus, Steel Vengeance, New Texas Giant, Favorites, Storm Chaser, maybe go. I don't know. Go- and then like Goliath is in the middle. Goliath and uh let's see. I don't know. They're all, it's hard they're really hard to rank.
1: I think I got it here for the ones I've been on. Alright, here's what I got. Um, Twisted Cyclone's my favorite. Then Outlaw Run. Then Iron Rattler. Then Goliath. Then Twisted Colossus. Then Steel Vengeance. Then New Texas Giant.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, that sounds like how I would rank that list. New Texas Giant was cool, but um, even even when it first opened, I wasn't that impressed with it. Um, Riding it open here. Iron Rattler is, uh, and then Iron Rattler is one I always forget about. I'd say it's that one's like right in the middle.
1: Yeah, I like Iron Rattler. I just feel like the pacing sucks. Yeah, that whole top half quarry wall thing is kind of weird. And as great as that drop off the quarry wall is, I don't think it makes up for the shitty pacing. Basically, it's like there's two great moments of airtime with one cool inversion and then a, a slow section in between all of that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, pretty much
1: like they put the pre-lift in the middle of the ride.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they could have, um, they should have just gone up on that quarry wall after the first drop, done all that stuff, drop off of it and then go on the other wall. Maybe.
1: Yeah, like gone from the first drop, banked it further, had to go up the wall, do like a straight hill or a roll into the top of the wall, then do a quick <clears throat> turnaround and then do like a death drop. So you're still going fast and then like do a turnaround at the far end there and then just do some like a wave turn and a roll, you know, the RMC's greatest hits yeah. until it hit that <laughs> tunnel.
0: I'm sick of banked bunny hills. Bunny, and especially like, like those little hills where you do like a consecutive three or four and like they bank one way and then they bank the other way.
1: Just, yeah, it's getting pretty tired.
0: <clears throat> it almost feels like you're not on a roller coaster. It almost feels like you're in a, like on a motion simulator and you're just sort of like pivoting around. You're not really rolling over anything.
1: Oh, man. Just imagine once they introduce the fucking VR back on the coasters.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. that's That would make it a little worthwhile, though. But
1: I think, thankfully, because headsets, COVID had done in headsets, so I think that might be a done concept.
0: Yeah, probably. Not until everyone gets the Neuralink.
1: Yeah, or Google Glass becomes a thing. <laughs> well, you got anything else, my friend?
0: No, I'm just dreading my next uh, my next steps for moving, so gotta take I'm care sorry.
1: of I'm I'm sorry. Well, here, I'll tell you what, bud. I'm gonna paste in the list of patrons because we haven't done that in a while. And you can read them because we gotta thank everybody. Because Patreon is awesome.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Then I, mean, I, I got to go. I get, place goes at seven. All right. Let's do it. Yeah, like. no
1: problem. Um, Give me a second here, Ben. Sorry. I'm figuring out the most effective way to do this, and it just takes a second. Okay. Check your email.
0: Uh, It's not there yet.
1: Alright, well, I will say real quick Thank you to all of our patrons Ben's going to read your names in a moment But uh, we are going to do a December call That we always have fun doing So if you want to join, we do that for everybody Starting at just $1 a month Hop on over at patreon.com Slash your favorite coaster sucks Thanks all of you for your support Give us a follow on the socials You know which ones we're talking about Twitter, Instagram, Facebook We're at all those places, Tumblr, all that shit uh, We're over there, you can interact with us Hit us up, 312 572 Leave us a voicemail, let us know what park you're at What's going on, we'll play it on the show And have some fun, or you can text us Maybe we'll text back, but don't text us any pictures Easy way to get a hold of us Yourfavoritecoastersucks.com You can find everything there, or hit us up at sucks at gmail.com Now, Ben Talking about those patrons, you get that list?
0: Yeah, Dave Coaster Talking to B S Zone, Keith Iorio Coasterford, David Skelton Dan, Dan and Raffery Hemi, Sean Brookheiser, Drew B, Gabriel Lewiski, Nathan Slater, Luan Lewis, Scott Levine, Mikey Mayo, Michael Malduke, Tristan Cox, AJ Zero, Ryan Delaney, Michael Flynn, Tyler Race, Samuel Jacobson, Brian Cosson, Chris, Tristan Cox, Stefan Feinbaum, Daniel Puckett, Nathan Hart, Jonathan Hawkins, Jared Mullen, and Prairie Coaston.
1: Absolutely. Right. Thank you thank you all so much for your support Um, and thank you all for listening you got anything else Ben? no, I'm I'm good well that's all until next time guys we'll be back soon, thank you so much and don't forget your Your favorite favorite coaster coaster sucks sucks